Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And Doc Halligan is in for Dr. Debbie this week. Of course, Doc Halligan and Joey Villani, there's something going on there. I don't know what it is. Uh, They were lovers in a different life, I think. And then she seems like she's been scorned since. They're they're actually in the green room right now bickering. I can see the through the glass. They're just I'm not oh, going that, in that's there. That's not bickering. Ooh, look at that. Holy Maybe we need Lord. a webisode. We I need we, we need like a webisode. You know, Joey and Doc Halligan in there, and oh, this could be good. This uh, somebody should get this on their phone because I think Joey's wife is just pulled up in the parking lot. So we'll see here. You guys are this, so mean. <laughs> just, maybe we're. This is not our calling. On the show today, we're going to talk to the lady who puts together the world's ugliest dog contests in Petaluma, California. And she's put together a book this year. We'll have giveaways of that. You've seen those really, really ugly dogs, <laughs> like the Chinese crested. They're so ugly. They're so cute. Oh, she's uh, got a brand new book. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. And if you do have an ugly dog, we'll tell you how you can get next year's book, hopefully. Yeah, I want to see in the next book. I want to see the babies. I want to see them as they are now as the ugliest dogs. But what they look like a baby. They should have before and now. I'm noticing on page 50 of this book that Doc Halligan is right there. I know. She's with what? one of the ugly yeah, dogs. Yeah, she's right there. Check this out. Right. Oh, okay. I thought you I, I see. I, I thought you meant she was one of the ugly dogs. No, she's, <laughs> she's, she's holding one of the ugliest yes. dogs. There. Okay. All right. That's better. Just make mention of that right there. Also, if you travel with your pets, listen up. We're going to talk to an investigative reporter from NBC in the Bay Area, and she's talking about how you don't want to put your dogs in the cargo hold of an airline when you travel because mm. so many things can happen. She has ways for you to travel with your animal. And she's you. also going to tell us the worst and the best airlines. I think she has a PowerPoint presentation, and I, then I think there's an interpretive dance number that she's going to do. Kind of doesn't lend itself <laughs> to radio, but we'll do the play-by-play for you. <laughs> Stacy, what do you got going on, girlfriend? Well, this is the time of year where people start going away on vacation, and, you know, a lot of times you, d- you can't bring your pet. You'd like to, but you can't. Are you one of the kind that have pet dreams no i said pet p-e-t not what you were thinking (laughs) when you're away from your pet do you have pet dreams do you dream about them well if you do you're not alone i'll tell you about it coming up on animal radio news uh this is for joy turner we have debbie on the phone hey debbie how are you hi i'm fine how are you good what's going on um i just moved from my home in georgia to tennessee and i'm i just my husband is making my one dog stay outside now, <laughs> where she was always in and out. Uh-huh. And I just want to make sure that they know that, you know, this is their new home and I'm not going to leave them. And I'm just worried about them. Hi, Debbie. And can you tell me the name of the girl that you want me to speak to? Um, Sophie. Well, I don't even know if I can tell you on air some of the things Sophie has to say about oh, this new wow. arrangement. <laughs> What, what is she? Is her language uh, colorful? Would you say? Oh yes, colorful would be a very nice way of putting it. She is so unhappy about this, and she doesn't know why you're not being her champion. She thinks that you should stand up to your husband and tell him what the blankety blank is going on. Whoa! Wow. Okay. She is really not happy about this and she says she thinks you need to hurry up and do this standing up to your husband thing really really quickly and she wants to know she kind of gets it you don't love her less but she doesn't understand why you're letting her be treated so badly well 
we're staying in an RV that's quite small from where we were till we build a house. And okay. he just, I mean, she's in and out. You know, he did tell me when we first moved up that she couldn't come in at all. But he'll let her come in and, you know, stay in for a while and then she goes back out. It is so uncommon for dogs to swear, much less cuss like this one's doing. <laughs> Tell her she can't it's true. Cuss. We don't cuss in our family. It's my kind of dog. Where does she learn this if you don't cuss in your family? She's been hanging out I with some... I don't know. Yeah. They pick stuff up from all kinds of different places. But I would, you know, honestly, if I were you, Debbie, I would just tell my husband, hey, too bad. You shed too, buddy, so she's in. <laughs> We thank you for your call today, Debbie. one 405 8405 I hope that helped you a little bit. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by The Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, welcome, my friend. In for Dr. Debbie today is Doc Halligan filling in. Doc Debbie is uh, on a well-deserved vacation. That lady works many, many hours a week. But everybody else is here, and of course, Doc, yes? Uh Hold on, hold on. I got a little problem with this. How come any time I ask for a weekend off, it's a song and a dance? But, I mean, just because Dr. Deb gets more calls than anyone doesn't mean that she should have special privileges to get more time off. Think yeah. about what you just said, Joey. Yeah. Think you just it. answered your own question. You know what That's I got right, for you, she though? She gets more calls. I, I got something very special for you. And I, I don't know if you noticed in the green room, there's a big 200-pound pink bulldog. And I got that for you. As a that's present, for that's for you, buddy. That's oh, to, like for it. doing okay. the hard work that you do there. Uh, coming Thank up you. in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to the lady who put the, the book together about the world's ugliest dog. So if you have an ugly dog, or even if you don't have an ugly dog, you just like looking at ugly dogs, we'll have copies for you, and she'll be talking to us in just a couple of minutes. Stacy, what are you working on? Coming up, there's a reward for a 200-pound pink statue of a bulldog that's gone missing. This reward's worth about $1,600 if you can find it. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Whoops. Okay. So now, Oops. so now I'm happy. I'm happy I got the. I just give me the phone number where I can call the reward in. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Stacy's really on it there, isn't she? Yeah. She's, uh, yes, boy. Uh, also, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to an NBC affiliate uh, from the Bay Area, San Francisco investigative reporter. She's talking about traveling with your animals on the airlines, especially as cargo, and why not to do that. So, a uh, pretty big show today. I'd stick around if I were you. I don't think I could put my pet on a plane where they went in with the luggage. I have a problem with that. No way, I, I heard wouldn't. that they um, banned uh, bulldogs. The airlines will not fly bulldogs cargo anymore. Wow. So the Why is that? just told me. Because, because of their... that's the number one dog that dies. Yeah, because of their noses. The brachycephalic mm-hmm. dogs. Brachy... Yeah. So, so what? So the pressure, the, the pressure actually um, is, is, is mm-hmm. a problem for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have trouble regulating, you know, getting air and... Um, well, I heard they... Bre- 
Yeah, they have regula- hard time regulating the temperature of the air because it, mm-hmm. if, if it's cold air, by the time they breathe it in, their their nostrils too short. It doesn't get to warm it up before it hits their lungs, and vice versa. Really? If mm-hmm. it's really hot, they're breathing it straight into their lungs because they don't have the long snout, which can change the temperature before it reaches their lungs. Now, you would think that they would have a portion in the cargo area that was just made for transporting pets. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure it would be limited space, but still, at least you'd have... A, the opportunity that your pet would have a comfortable flight instead of, um, you know, putting them down with the luggage. Yeah, but it's all, it seems like it's, when you fly nowadays, it's all about money, right? Like you have to pay for everything now. Pillow, pay, blanket, pay, food. You know what I'm saying? It seems like that's why they don't do that because... But I, but I think people would pay. I know, I know, listen, I know what my pets, we would pay. We would pay mm-hmm. extra if I had to fly them. We just flew on U.S. Airways, and they overshot the runway. They said we didn't pay enough for the first time landing, oh. so that was an extra twenty-five bucks. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. To get home safe. Yeah. Let's head on back to the phones. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for Doc Halligan and for Doctor Debbie or Dog Trainer Alan Cable, Dog Father Joey Villani or Animal Communicator Joy Turner, and uh, we have Derek on the phones. Hey, Derek, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Not a lot here. Uh, I have a sister who lives in Argentina. Moved down there, got married. Anyway, uh, they have a puppy now uh, to replace. Well, not replace, but uh, they, their other dog died. But anyway, this uh, new puppy is uh, having problems. They uh, down there in Argentina. When you have a puppy, the vets recommend that you keep it indoors for the first three months because there's so much disease down there, and so they had to have it go into the bathroom inside. And wow. uh, now, now they can't get it to go outside. They had it going on paper inside. Uh, they tried taking the paper outside, and the dogs out there have, down there have to go on the pavement. They try to train them to go on the street. You know, they kind of squat down on the side of the sidewalk and go on the street. But this new puppy, they can't. It's been a few weeks now since they've been trying to get to go outside and stuck on this going inside. And uh, you know, they would reward you know if it would go at least once outside. They don't want to punish the dog for you know doing what it was taught to do to go inside. So they're kind of in a bind here. I, I don't know how they got the first one trained. Or if it was already trained when they got it. How old is this dog, buddy? It's uh, probably like four or five months. Well, you know, um, there's a process to teaching a dog to do just about anything. And uh, I know you're going to relay the information to them. It's going to be kind of tough. Right. They have the internet. They have the internet, though, and uh, there's a lot yep. of ways and techniques to teach a dog to do just about anything. But pretty much, what they need to do is they need to have a routine and a schedule. Dogs need boundaries and they need rules to be happy and well adjusted. So, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to take the dog out on a leash uh, a lot, you know. And uh, basically, you know, and they know when the dog goes and how many times the dog goes. So they have to just, you know, write it down on a chart, write it down on a piece of paper. When we wake up, let's say dog goes to the bathroom or the dog goes to the bathroom on the, on the paper. And I, I'm assuming, and that maybe I shouldn't, that they have the dog in a crate uh, and then no, they let him out? It, no, it's in a uh, separate, it's on the first floor. It's in, they had a garage converted into part of the house, but it's still kind of like a garage. That's where it, where it goes. Okay. What I would do is I would establish a schedule where four or five times a day I would take that dog outside and I, I would take the paper away. I would just remove the paper and I wouldn't put it back until the dog is unsuccessful outside. So basically, 
take the paper, okay? Put the dog on a leash. Take him outside. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. Just let him sniff around. Let him let him do what dogs do. And you keep doing it. You do it many times a day until the dog goes. Eventually, he's going to go. You can't make him go. You can't tell him to go. He's just going to do it. I mean, he, that's, that's how it is. Dogs are going to go. They're going to mark. They're going to go. Right. And when he does go, when he finally does go outside, now let's say she brings him out like they, she brings him out, he doesn't go. Bring him back in, put the paper back, let him do his business, but keep bringing him outside. And you gotta stay out there for a while. You know, you just can't go out there for like a minute, you know? Right. You gotta go out right. there for, tw- you know, 15, 20 minutes, let him walk around, and let him sniff, and let him be a dog. Tell your sis, is this your sister? I'm sorry. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Tell her not to talk to him. Don't talk okay. to him. Don't look at him. Just take him outside. Make no big deal of it. It's not an event. It's just routine. You're just going to take him out. When he finally does go, just say, tell her to say, good dog, good dog. Pat him a little bit on the side. Give him a treat, okay? okay. And bring him in. Don't have the paper there anymore, though, because that's confusing. So make sure as soon as he does go outside, the paper disappears for good. And then four, five, six hours later, she does it again. So at least three or four times a day, she's going to need to take him out on a leash. She's going to need to walk him. When he goes, good dog. And let me tell you, buddy, this is going to take time. You know, a lot of people think they call up, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll try it. And then they call back, and they're like, I tried it. It didn't work. Well, yeah, you tried it once. This may take a month. It's a behavior. A dog has this behavior. He's He goes inside. He's been taught to go inside. So now you're going to teach him to go outside. And you tell your sister she is the dog's teacher. That's what us humans are. We're teachers. And it's our job to teach a dog what it is we want, what it is we expect, what it is will make us happy. And that takes time because they don't understand English. So you got to kind of wait for them to do the right thing. And when they do the right thing, that's when you give them attention. So wait, let's say she goes out with the dog and he doesn't go. And she starts petting him. You know, oh, it's okay, buddy. No. Wrong move. Don't do it. Just calmly bring him back in the house. You yeah. only get excited and pet him and give him affection when he does what you want. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. D-Herbs, home of the Full Body Cleanse, also offers 100% all-natural, all-herbal pet care products with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. You know the importance of human health and nutrition, but what about your pets? Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing holistically and naturally for you and your pet. Go to dherbs.com. That's dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. When you think of Wall, you naturally think of clippers. But Wall has introduced a wide range of products that promise to streamline bath time and general grooming. 
Wall provides a full line of pet products including clippers and trimmer kits, brushes, shampoos, doggy deodorants, and even odor neutralizers. Wall doesn't just sell these products. Their website also features do-it-yourself information on how to care for your dog's grooming needs at home. Pet owners and professionals alike prefer Wall. Visit wallpet.com or find Wall products at a store near you. Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first hotel company to welcome pet guests, goes way beyond just allowing them to stay. Kimpton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, D.C., and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels. Find us at KimptonHotels.com. And while you're at it, enter your pet's photo in Kimpton's third annual Paw Parazzi Pet Photo Contest. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I cannot tell you enough about the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It is so cool. You can listen to Animal Radio anytime, anywhere, on demand. Plus, you can uh, go through all our resources, find uh, quick answers to some of your questions. And then, of course, you can ask our dream team, any one of these amazing people to my left, Doc Halligan in today for Dr. Debbie, uh, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and, of course, animal communicator Joy Turner. Ask them anything you want, anytime. And it is brought to us by Kimpton Hotels. If you think your pet's cute, and of course they are, we all think our pets are cute, enter the Kimpton Hotels Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest and you'll win the ultimate hospitality getaway. At your choice of Kimpton Hotels, the pet-friendliest hotels across the country. And remember, you must enter before July 31st. And I've looked at some of the pictures over there. There's a good 500 or so pictures. It's always so tough to judge. We, uh, the Animal Radio Dream Team... Alan and uh, Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Villani and uh, animal communicator Joey Turner, we will all decide out of the final 20. Right. But, but you get to pick those 20, so uh, head on over to the website and vote for that right now. Let's head to the phones, in fact. Anita, hey, Anita, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so blessed. Thank you for taking time to uh, try to help me with a couple problems that I have. What's going on? I, um, I adopted Cato about mm, three months ago. And he's a positive work heroes dog. He went through a six-month program with a young man that was on probation. That I, ha- I have three things going on that I need help with if you can. Now, um, I drive truck for a living. He wears boots when I get him out of the truck, um, and that's to, you know, protect his feet from the heat or the cold, the snow, and ice. Um, the chemicals that were around at the different truck stops, and, and um, you know, it helps keep the truck clean, which I like that. Sure. But uh, with that being said, um, I will lift him out of the truck so that it's not so much jarring on his joints. I'll let him jump back in, but he chews on his front ankles. I, I don't understand what that's all about, if it's just a, a nervous tick or what. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then the common commands, I'd like some help with that. And then um, we have a bit of aggression going on. And um, if you could help me with that. Well, let's start with... Let's start with the medical problem first, and then we'll we'll go on over to Alan because it sounds like Alan's going to have to 
She has a lot, probably a lot to say there, but let's find out about the chewing. What do you think, Doc Halligan? Mm. Well, dogs will do that on their front paws. It's called lick granulomas, and it is out of boredom. So it could be that he needs more stimulation, being exercised more, because that's that's a common thing we'll see in dogs that uh, are bored. To chew on their ankles, it's not mm-hmm. licking. He'll yeah, they chew. chew on it. Yeah, and they they make it. They actually, you know, make it break open and bleed from doing it. Mm-hmm. So what kind of dog is, is this? It, um, he definitely has border collie in him. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't know. He's on the small side of a border collie. Mm-hmm. Um, he sure likes to herd. But, yeah, and I mean, um, that's a, he probably needs more exercise. Is there any way you could increase that for him? Well, we do about as much as we can. Um, yeah. You know, where I drive track and time-sensitive loads, it's like right. load up, get it down the road, but... Um, well, I'll, I'll maybe try to, you know, make it be a little more vigorous, like throw the ball for him or if you could swim him. And really, when you do it, do the exercise, kind of maximize it so he's tired. Okay. What do you think, Alan? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Doc Halligan's awesome. That's what Ooh. I think. <laughs> Alan, I yeah, think you you're could, great, too. You could, uh, you should ch- always take him to the vet just because he could have, like, a, an allergy or a fungus or something like that, too, right, Doc Halligan? So if he doesn't have that, Doc yeah, Halligan's I mean, very smart. She's right. Uh, dogs get bored, and dogs need uh, attention. And if a dog, you got a breed that is used to expending a lot of energy, an energetic dog, they need to be uh, exercised every day. Now, as far as the aggression goes, you got to tell me about that. There's a lot of problems here, and I hate to tell you this. The problems are yours. You're, you're the problem. The dog is not the problem. It's you who are the problem. When dogs develop problems like this, it's because the humans are not acting strong. You know, when a dog looks at a person, what people don't understand, when a dog looks at a person, he stares at you. People are like, it's Yuri. My dog is staring at me. He's always staring at me. Why is he staring at me? What's he thinking? I'll tell you what he's thinking. It's very simple. They're looking for a confident, compassionate, strong, confident leader. And when you let human emotions get into it, like you feel bad, you feel guilty, all these emotions are hurting your dog. You kind of have to be a business person. And that doesn't mean you don't give your dog affection and attention, because you do. But the point is you have to know how and when. You have to know how and when. Okay? May no I baby talk. Go ahead, ma'am. Um, I've been around uh, border collies a lot. My family ranch, so I've always been around borders and Australian shepherds. And, yes, I he knows I'm the alpha in this trek. Now, the aggression is more, um, when we get to playing, he'll get rough with me. And well, see, if your dog, if, wait a minute, I have to stop you, okay? Now, you have to listen very closely. You are not the leader of this dog. If a dog gets rough with you, it means that the dog does not respect you as a leader. And and the game you're playing with the dog should never be based on any kind of tug of war. You should never play tug of war with a dog. You should never play any game with a dog that involves him winning or him losing or you winning and you losing. Because if you lose, it reinforces in the dog's mind that you are not his leader. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure, definitely. Okay, right. Got now, that. You know, one of the one of the most important things to understand. You know, I love positive reinforcement. That's that's what it's all about for me. I like teaching a dog 
what behavior I want from him by using positive reinforcement. And when I give a dog a correction, it's more like a firm tap on the shoulder. And learning to give a correction is an art, and learning to rediscover your ability to understand a dog's behavior by watching him and not talking to him is something you have to work on. Dogs give physical cues all the time, and it's an ability that human beings also have to pick up on energy of other human beings and animals, but it's an energy that lies, it's an ability that lies dormant in most people because most people forget to use it and they just talk all the time. Uh, The more you talk to a dog, the less effective you are. The more you look at a dog, the less effective you are. You almost have to be like a confident, aloof leader. But at the same time, whenever your dog is doing something you want, like let's say you want to teach your dog to sit, okay? So when you tell him to sit, as soon as he does it, that's when you pat him, good dog. No parade, no like, oh, he's a good dog. He's such a good That's my smart little doggy. Oh, he's so brilliant. No. See, that just energizes him, gets him cranked up, gets him anxious, gets him juiced. You want to be calm. You want to go, good dog, give him a treat. You want to ignore him when he's cranked up and manic, and you want to pay attention to him when he's mellow and laying down. That's what most people don't understand. You, you go to the dog park, the people are having conversations. Oh, why are, you, why are you going over there to play with little Bugsy? Why are you doing it? Oh, don't sniff him in his butt while he's drinking water. Don't do that. You know, the dog doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. It's all energy for them. Okay, now he's aggressive towards my five-year-old grandson. That's a bad problem. Well, again, it's okay. Wait, wait, just a moment, please. Um, I am the second person that adopted him. I know that someone else adopted him. Okay, now wait a minute. Wait, wait. Let's let's stop again. I have to stop you again because, again, you're you're rationalizing. Okay, you're going to say to me, I'm the second person who adopted him. I don't know what happened. In a dog's mind, it, it doesn't matter what happened. In your mind, it matters what happened. In his mind, it's now. It's today. It's this minute. He lives in the minute. So whether he was abused or not or whether he was hit or not, that definitely affects him. But you can change that by not thinking about these things. Only think about what you're going to do. Only think about how you're going to act. Now, when a dog is aggressive towards another human being or another dog, that's a dangerous situation. That's a bad situation. And you probably should get help with that. You probably need to get a dog behavior expert to help you with that. Because you obviously you don't understand why the dog is aggressive. If I were there, I could show you why the dog's aggressive, and we could change that. But I'm not there. And that's a serious problem, and I always tell people to get outside help with that because that only is going to get worse. All right. That makes sense. I thank you for your time. I'm sorry I talked your head off, but I'm so passionate. I I want people to be happy, and I want them to have well-adjusted pets because every dog that goes into a family that is educated is going to be a successful dog. He's going to be in that family. He's going to become a part of that family. He's not going to get taken back. He's not going to get put to sleep. And when I think about that, just a little education on the part of the person who brings the dog home can make all the difference in the world. I love your passion. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to talk to the very passionate Alan Cable or Doc Hallian in for Dr. Debbie today. Dog father Joey Villani or animal communicator Joey Turner. This is Glenn Close. 
on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. Flex RX is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All natural Flex RX doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With Flex RX, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug and Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaInChewies.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's an outrage in an Ohio community over the actions of a humane officer. North Ridgeville residents want the officer fired for shooting five kittens in a resident's yard. I think it's absolutely terrible. It's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. Humane officer, that wasn't humane. North Ridgefield police say humane officer Barry Accordy killed the animals this week when he was called out to remove feral cats from the property. Accordy was cleared of any wrongdoing. Puppy lovers have fessed up that they have pet dreams when they leave their four-legged friends behind on holidays. 80% of Australian pet owners would cancel or change their travel plans if they couldn't trust somebody to mind their pet. And one in six pet owners would actually chat to their pet on Skype while they're away on holidays. One in seven actually confess to having pet dreams about their animal companions. I'm not really sure what those would entail. But an alarming 39% of people admitted they sometimes miss their pet even more than their friends and family while they're away. This survey of 500 pet owners was taken by Core Data and commissioned by Hanrob Pet Hotels. They offer four-legged luxury boarding for cats and dogs in Sydney and in Melbourne at their hotels there. Well, at least 375 rabbits have been confiscated from a home and they're being held at an Indianapolis animal care and control shelter. Marcus Brown said officers were at the house about a month ago on a complaint about the smell. They returned to find the rabbits still living 
in deplorable conditions. It's gotten to the point where it's, it's out of control. The owner says the animals were used as show rabbits. Some were used as feed rabbits for reptiles, and others were given to people as pets. Well, the ASPCA announced the launch of a new tool on its No Pet Store Puppies website. It allows consumers to link pet stores that sell puppies with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, licensed commercial dog breeders that sell puppies to pet stores around the country. The database contains more than 10,000 photos of commercial dog breeding facilities, and it links to some of them to specific pet stores throughout the country that have sold puppies from within the last year. Consumers are able to search the database by pet store name and the license number. We hope that this new tool will allow consumers to make informed decisions and refrain from buying puppies at pet stores and make adoption their first option or seek a responsible breeder if they do choose to adopt. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Want a more colorful summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the Great Summer Painting Party, June 23rd through July 8th. With colors like Beach House, Julep, and Fireworks, summer never looked better. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store and save 30% today. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to turntohelpnow.com today. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again. My brain stiffed. <laughs> Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal radio. Brett Michaels, animal radio. You got it. I knew the animal radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. I'm moonwalking. You do that so well. I do, don't I? 
you are a uh, phenomenal talent. I really don't think you get the, the amount of credit that you really deserve. Yeah, I know you I recognize think... it, though. Yeah, we can't let you have a day off, Joey. We'd miss you too much. That's the way it is. We'll go back to the phones. Uh, your vet calls for Doc Halligan. She's the cute blonde in all the TV commercials you see, and uh, she's and she's in this book, The World's Ugliest Dog. The World's Ugliest Dog, yes. You know, you made it when you're in the world's ugliest dog book, you guys. Or Animal Radio. That's really the pinnacle. Or Animal Radio. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dog trainer. with Joey Bellani. I know. Joey Bellani. Dog trainer, Alan Cable, and animal communicator, Joey Turner. But first, very serious. You know, I was just mentioning, I was joking just a few minutes ago about U.S. Airways. I really wasn't horrible. But we've been able to take our dog. On the airline, uh, she'll sit next to us, and no, that's the only on my, way we travel. My lap. She's only nine pounds, so we're fortunate she can travel. Inside. People often don't even know there's a dog there. Right? No, they don't now, what is know. what is this? Is there like a weight restriction? A height? I mean, how do how do they decide who can fly in the cockpit? I mean, who can fly in the um in the? I don't. I think it's twenty pounds. The dog has to be twenty pounds and under, and then they have to be able to fit into a carrier. That goes under the seat during uh, there you go yeah landing and takeoff unless they're a service dog then you can have a large right. dog but then they need to usually sit in the bulkhead if you have a large dog but you know they yeah. still take them down in cargo right. down below and this is uh, right. this is somewhere where I wouldn't even put a human no mm-hmm. less uh, a dog I bet you know Joey you want to test it out see what it's like go cargo <laughs> perhaps one day? we'll just put just a mic on us. you and you can just tell us how <laughs> yes I would, that would, I would be, do that well, I, would I would do blow by blow. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know who we got on the phone is Elise Kirchner. She's an investigative reporter for NBC in the San Francisco area. And she just did an article on uh, and a story on pet owners pressure the airlines to stop treating their animals like their cargo. Elise, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. What did you learn? Well, we learned that there was a lot of issues uh, that happen in cargo um, and that there's not a ton of oversight. It's the... Um, it's a, the uh, DOT, that is the agency that reports all of the incidents, and it's the USDA that actually finds the airlines. Um, but the information is very difficult to find. Um, and what we did is we went through all of the air travel reports uh, published by the Department of Transportation, and we looked at the airlines that had the best and the worst records uh, as far as animal deaths, uh, injuries, and that have gone missing. What are those airlines? The, the worst, Delta, uh, saw the most tragedies, mm-hmm. followed by American Airlines, Continental, and Alaska Airlines, and then United Airlines. The best, uh, smaller carriers, so part of it's kind of a na- uh, numbers game, Hawaiian, Northwest, Horizon, and American Eagle. Yeah, just like you say, it's a numbers game, really, yeah. statistically. What is the most common problem that happens with these animals? Well, it's unknown. Literally, it's, it's categorized as unknown because oftentimes the airlines will will uh, investigate themselves, and then they'll, they'll come back and say, well, we don't know. Um, and the other issue is pre-existing medical condition. The uh, animal escaped from the kennel, which there's always a question about how that happened. Sure. And then self-inflicted wounds and uh, natural causes. Now, if a, an animal dies on an airline, are they obligated to report it? The only time that they are obligated to report it is when you are with your animal. So, for example, um, under the Department of Transportation's current policies, animals being transported without an owner are just considered cargo. So if you're not traveling with your pet and you ship it or purchase an animal through a breeder, uh-huh. if something happens during transit, the airline doesn't have to report it. Whoa. It's up to the pet owner to file a complaint. The Department of Transportation is aware of the problem. 
they've actually proposed um, a, a new rule that would require airlines to report any companion animal incidents that happen in cargo holds, but it's really unclear when that will happen. Um, I think they came up with that proposal last fall. I just checked in with them again yesterday, and they tell me they're still reviewing comments to the proposed rule, and a final rule is pending, and they don't have a timeline mm. for issuing the final rule at this point. The takeaway message, <laughs> what would that be? Travel at your own risk. I mean, I think that pet owners need to take responsibility. I mean, you really need to take a good look at the health of your animal before you even put an animal in those type of conditions, first and foremost. Even an older animal, uh, a very young animal, probably not a good idea to travel with that animal. Make sure you take them to your vet before and know that there are risks. You know, part of the issue is we don't know how many animals are transported. The other issue is that there's no requirement by the airlines to report how many animals are transported. So, you know, we have all these numbers of animals that have been lost, killed, or missing. Most, by the way, never to be located. Um, but we don't know out of how many animals. See, I don't understand. When I'm required even to take my dog in the cabin, I have to go to the vet within 10 days of flying and get a health certificate stating that she's healthy enough to fly. These animals must be certified that they started out healthy. And that's the same for cargo. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem, too. I mean, is... As a pet owner, you take your, your animal to the vet. You say, I'm going on this trip. Is it okay to travel? And when your vet says yes, you don't expect something to happen in transit. Sure. But, you know, sometimes what happens is they leave the dogs on the tarmac. Yes. And yeah, that can be a real things. problem. No, I mean, a healthy dog can't sit on a tarmac when it's 100 degrees outside. It's going to die. Right. And on the tarmac, you know, it's 70 degrees outside. On the tarmac, it's like 110. Right. Do they, so do even they a healthy know, dog, you know. Do they know if these deaths are related to actually the airlines themselves, or I mean, could have been natural causes, and 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 you know, it just um, you know so happens that when the people get their pet off the um, you know off of the plane, that their pet has passed at that point in time. I mean, do they do they do any? Have they done any studies with that? Absolutely, and that's one of the top causes. Actually, is natural death. So there are those incidents and. In the actual report, they have narratives, so I went through all of those narratives. And there were many incidents where a pet owner would, would, was aware of the risk, knew their animal may have not been in the best health, best health, and that the animal could have perished in transit, and they did it anyway. Okay. You've done a great job with your investigative report, and uh, hopefully we'll help disseminate that there at uh, animalradio.com. Good, good information. It is especially important to remember that even if the airline is found at fault, that animals are treated like property. You may not get more than a few hundred dollars if uh, if it ends up in court or anything like that. So just be very careful. And my policy is travel, if you can, with your pets uh, next to you. Buy a seat for them, whatever. That's how I travel. With my pets are like family, and I would buy anyone in my family a seat next to me, not put That's them in cards. people, too. Except what for Uncle Julie, Louie. Yeah. Yeah, Which, Julie, by the way, Ju- guys, if, if there are any pet owners out there who've had uh, any situation in transit, we really would like to hear from them. We want to follow up on this story. Something that we're hearing a lot about is that the airlines aren't reporting every time it happens. So the only way we know about an incident is if a pet owner reaches out. So okay. We'll put all, all your information over at the website at animalradio.com. Great. Thank you. Thank you.
Great. Thanks. Elise Kirchner, thank you so much for joining me. Investigative reporter for the NBC affiliate in the Bay Area. We're going to head back to the phones next. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. You can tell we work in a studio with animals as cats come emerging from all of the equipment where they find warm solace cuddled up next to a receiver or some kind of electronic gadgetry. Not like your job. Well, unless you can take your pets to work. I, I really don't know if you can. We are lucky because we do get to bring our pets to work. Answering your vet medical questions in for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. And uh, Joey Villani is here. Of course, Doc Halligan and Joey Villani, they go way back. I, I think there's, I don't know, there, there's something going on again, <laughs> don't go once there, again. Hal. Don't go there. Dog trainer Alan Cable and animal communicator Joey Turner are also here. And this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products, you know, pet grooming. It can be easy and pain-free. I just realized this. I always There was always pain associated with it before I discovered these Wall Pet products. Wall's extensive line of grooming products includes everything from clippers to brushes, shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wall. Visit them at wallwahlpet.com to get started. And I see Joey in his hands, big old hands today, filled with all kinds of goodies from Wall. What do you got there? I, I have everything here. It's um, I, I you know, I'm going to tell you what I what I really like. I like this waterless shampoo um that they have. I like it a lot. Matter of fact, I keep it in my car. Um, so when um I take my pets out for a walk and um actually and and they get a little bit dirty, I can clean them up before I put them back in the vehicle. And I even use it on myself. I hate to tell you, you know, when I I, I clean my hands and no, it's it's really good stuff. And the odor neutralizer. That's new. Has, my um dog got. Sprayed a little bit um, by a skunk. I used the auto neutralizer, and it actually got rid of the smell. Um, and this stuff you can use actually on carpets, on 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 fabric, on on anything that um that has any type of pet odor to it. And then I have the oatmeal shampoo, which I love, and you guys know that. I've I've spoken about it. We've used it on Ladybug all the time. She looks smells great. like a mo- it smells like a mojito. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it actually feels better when you put this in your hands and you lather it up and you're lathering your pet up. It actually feels better than the shampoo that you use at home. I mean, my hands feel real soft. It has a great smell. Um, has nice um, sudsing to it, and it rinses real easy and clean. Mm. I noticed so, your hands are softer. Beginning of the show, when we got to kiss the ring, I noticed uh, grabbing your hands immediately, they were much softer. That must yes. be exactly. It's not palm olive, no, it's it wall. Are you two and then the last thing I have, over the years? Huh, yes, you? yes, we have. Oh, wow, you know, I'm getting we, jealous here. <laughs> Matter of fact, I've used the lithium ion clipper on Hal's back. Yes. Um, oh. Oh. In fact, wait, look, look what he shaved out this week. This is so cool. It's, oh my God! I think it's supposed to be a heart. Is it a heart? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a heart with, 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 with an arrow going through it. See that? Yeah. Um, but the lithium ion clipper. This is a really, really cool thing. It's as powerful as any clipper that we've used professionally. Um, but it's made. It's made for the general public, so they don't cut their dough. They got a really safe blade on it. So and that that's adjustable. So you can adjust it from from going real close to the skin to about an eighth of an inch. And then there's a clipper um, blade attachment. Um, assembly. There's four clipper blade attachments that go on. And in it comes a comb, a scissor, a um, blade guard to keep the um, clipper in good shape. Let's go ahead and give away all these items here. 1-866-405-8405. If you're working in a shelter, you need to 
beautify those animals so they'll get adopted, let me know. I'll give you a package. And then if you don't work at a shelter, call me. I'll give out two packages today that include these no-rinse waterless shampoo, the odor neutralizer, and the oatmeal shampoo from Wall. Uh, there you go. Joey generous today, huh? I, I do feel generous. By the way, I meant to tell you Johnny Three Fingers called. He left you a message. Don't know what that's about. <laughs> Johnny Three Fingers. Oh. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms. It restores natural joint function. Let's go answer some phones right now. We have Kim on the phone. Hey, Kim, how are you doing? Hello? Hi, what's up? What's going on in your world? I have a problem. I'm having an ongoing problem with fleas on my chihuahua. Okay, yes. We have a lot of people complaining about the fleas and saying that the flea products don't work. But the flea products work. It's usually the way um, the owners are using it. So first tell me, Kim, how many animals do you have in the household? I just have the one little chihuahua. The one little trial. Okay, so that makes it easy. Now, what are you using for flea control? I've tried everything. I've tried front line. I've tried the more inexpensive brands. I've tried pet armor. I've taken her bath with flea shampoo periodically. I've tried them. Okay. I tried some pills that didn't work. Now, uh, do you bathe? What's your chihuahua's name? Her name's Jasmine. Jasmine, so after you put the topical on, are you waiting three to four weeks before you bathe her and reapply it? Yeah, I was told to wait, and I've been doing that, and she still has them. Okay. Now, just because you're seeing a flea doesn't mean that it's not working because the fleas will do what we call the death dance. Like, I use the pet armor on my cats, and um, usually if you do see the flea, it's a flea that's dying, and they are agitated, and they're jumping they're jumping around. But um, a lot of people don't understand the life cycle of a flea is like a butterfly. So uh-huh. it, go, it goes from adult, egg, larvae, pupae. And only 5% of the entire population is in the adult stage. So that means the other 95% are in uh-huh. the egg, larvae, and pupae. And those can sit dormant for like a year. What part of the country do you live in? I live in uh, California. You're in California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the the flea egg larvae pupae can lie dormant for up to a year, and then when the temperature is right, like right now, it's perfect with the humidity, um, Uh then they hatch. So if you're using the topical and you're still seeing fleas, you probably have an infestation, and you have to work on the other environment areas, such as the house and the yard. Uh Um, We tell people that you have to vacuum every day. I live in an apartment complex, and there's a lot of dogs that live here as well. Oh, okay. They have a lot of dogs there. So you probably have a lot of fleas in the environment then, right? Yes. That's going to be tough as far as being able to, you know, control that. But Mm -hmm. the house itself, do you have any carpeting in the apartment? Yeah, and I've had some problems with them getting in there, but I've bombed the place before and things like that, and then they come back. Well, what you have to do is that we're recommending that you vacuum every single day initially because Uh the egg, larvae, and pupae are invisible to our eyes, but they're Uh in the carpet most likely. They're Uh um, alongside the... um, you know, where the wall is and where the dogs spend a lot of time. So you have to Mm -hmm. vacuum every single day. And then Mm -hmm. you have to take the vacuum bag and actually seal it and throw it out in the trash because they can come out of the vacuum bag. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I add something? uh, Yeah. 
Sure. It, you know, I, I mean, because the only reason why, and I don't mean to, to jump in on your call here, but um, I we used to sell flea bombs all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be very honest with you, and I have never in my life... Th- Sold flea bombs that were successful unless they were they were done one hundred percent precisely, like the label says. And sometimes it's extremely difficult um, to follow to follow the instructions on the labels of the flea bombs, mainly because of the configuration of your home, or you're not following the square footage size. If you have mm-hmm. that bad of an infestation. Call an exterminator. Believe uh-huh. me, it'll make your life a hell of a lot happier because they'll get rid of what's in your house. And in a situation, and I know what what Doc um, Halligan is saying, um, I mean, the, the topicals do work, but if there's a lot of pets, they're going to jump on your dog. They may not stay there. They may not bite your dog. They may want to get off, um, uh-huh. but they do. They definitely do work. Uh-huh. Right. Well, that's what um, everyone thinks. The topicals they, don't work. But Yeah, go ahead. No, what I was going to say is um, where you're mentioning about the uh, doing the bombs and, and that kind of thing. Um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot. I forgot no, what I, I mean, say. what what, what brand of what were you using? What type of bomb were you setting off? I don't, Do you know? I don't know. There's one that that I bought at the store. Um, I don't know, like a can and set it off okay. as a fogger. Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of would have to tend to agree with Joe. I mean, I don't think they're hundred percent effective, and they can be dangerous. So um, it, it probably would be better to have a professional company come in. Um, well, that's and what especially I was say. where I live, they have an they have exterminators um, that will come to your place periodically, and I've told them about the problem, but they haven't okay. done anything about the problem. They they tell me yeah. they can't do anything. So. Well, I mean, what I can tell you that is if you use, like, the pet armor or the front line, if you're using it every three to four weeks on on Jasmine, uh-huh. the fleas that are coming in contact with her hair follicle are going to die. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, like I said, the environment, so you can't really control the outside of your environment so much. Uh-huh. Um, well, like, one time I took can... her to get groomed, and the groomer uh-huh. flea dipped her, and when... When I picked her up and brought her home, I, I didn't see any on her at all. And then I brought her outside for a couple of walks, and she was full of bugs again. And she had the right. And I'll tell you, the flea baths don't have any residual activity against the fleas at all. So that's why you have to use something that does have something long-lasting, like the pet armor. Have you ever tried? Um, have you tried the um, Capstar? Have you ever heard of that? It's called Capstar by Novartis. And I will usually, okay, it's a really good product. It's very safe. I use it in the shelters, use it in private practice. Uh You can give your dog a Capstar, and it will kill every single adult that's on the pet within an hour. And you can use it every day. It doesn't have any residuals. So that might work for you since you can't control the environment. Um, Uh If you do see a flea, then you could go ahead and give a Capstar in addition to doing the topical. And I would bump up the topical to every three weeks. Um, Where can I get during the, the, rest- uh, the Capstar? The Capstar? You can can get the Capstar um, at your veterinarian's office. 
uh-huh. um, it's it's not sold in the pet stores, oh. and it's made by Novartis, and it's yeah. it's very because, safe. Because you know, at one um, point they even put me brand new carpet here because I had yeah. a little a little poodle. He was all poodle, <laughs> and he was uh, almost teacup size. He was smaller than her, and he mm-hmm. got a problem real bad here in the same place. And he passed away because he got a parasite from the feet, and that's why I worry about her. He picked what up parasite a parasite killed him. Well, I would yeah. make sure that I had then a fecal done on your little jasmine there to just see if she does have parasites. It's rare for a parasite from fleas, the tapeworm, to kill a dog. This is Animal Radio. Let's uh, hit the phones on that note. We have Karen for Animal Communicator, Joy Turner. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Oh, I'm a little bit distraught. What's going on? Well, I called a few weeks ago. Uh, and talked to Joy. I, I thought I had an, had adopted a new dog, and I thought it was going to work out. But by the third week, the dog was showing a lot of aggression to other dogs and, and to a jogger in the park and everything. And I couldn't take it anymore. And, and the former owner would not take her back. And I ended up having to take her to the Humane Society. And I... I wanted them to, they assured me they would try to rehome her, but I, I can't, I, I need Joy to talk to the dog, Bella, I, because I need to know if she's still alive and there's going to be a chance that she could be rehomed. I don't think they're telling me the truth over there. Hmm, it's, Bella is not really sure exactly what to say. She does want to let you and everyone else that's listening know that typically when there is an aggressive dog and the shelter is full or it's got a lot of other more adoptable dogs, they don't put a lot of work into those dogs. And when I'm asking her if she is still in her body, she's not willing to tell me because she doesn't want you feeling bad. Now, by implication, I could say that probably means she's not but she's just not wanting to say something that makes you feel bad because she really considers it her fault that she went there. Are you going to get another dog, sweetie? Well, I've been trying because I lost my... I had to put my my dog to sleep in January, and I've been looking since January this year, but it doesn't seem to work out. It will. Okay. I, I want you to do me a big favor. When you go to look at dogs... I want you to look for an adult dog, one that's at least five years old, four or five years old, and I want you to find a dog that looks very, very calm. I mean, he's just laying there, you know, very low energy. That's what I want you to look for because that would be a great dog for you. You don't want a dog with a lot of energy. You want a dog that that is very sweet, it's very sweet and content to lay there and is not a strong personality, if that makes any sense. Look for a... A real laid-back, easy-going dog. I, I agree with you. That this dog was nine years old, and I don't think she was socialized when she was, you know, the, with the people. And I do look for a dog that's eight plus, eight plus years old. Yeah, take her out. Take her out of the uh, the cubicle and see how she reacts in the shelter towards kids and other people, and that'll give you. And watch her, just watch her, and that'll give you a real good indication. I mean, if she really is easygoing and walks up to people real easily and wags her tail and, you know, lets the kids pet her, you'll know that's the dog for you, sweetheart. Okay, but 
I was just trying to resolve this issue with Bella because, of course, I feel some responsibility. And, Karen, though, you need to understand that it is true some dogs just are tired. They're done being here. You actually did help her. You helped her do exactly what she wanted to do. Well, it made it hard for me because in that short time period, we bonded. And then all that happened. And what an absolute blessed person you are that you can be that strong to help her didn't we have a guest on that matches people with dogs do you remember you guys remember that yeah, that was elaine hendricks <coughs> maybe we should the hook actress. this we should hook you up with her maybe maybe that that might be a good idea well hold on a second karen we'll get you all that information Yay. okay one 405 to chat with the dream team that could be dr debbie actually doc halligan in for doc debbie today dog trainer alan cable dog father joey villani or animal communicator joey turner that was nice joey you made her feel better Well, you know, and it's true. This dog was ready to leave. And people don't often think about that, but that's why sometimes animals do intentionally go and get hit. I mean, they do all kinds of things because it's just like, okay, I'm done now, and they can go do that stuff. People typically won't. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And in for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. Dr. Debbie is on uh, Super Secret Assignment once again. Uh oh, don't say that. That drives Alan bonkers. I have no idea where exactly <laughs> she is. And, and speaking of Doc Halligan, so I'm looking at the guest lineup that we're having for today's show. And we're visiting with the author of World's Ugliest Dogs. Oh, wow. And I'm just uh, going through the book right here. And I'm looking at these pictures of ugly dogs. Of ugly dogs. And mm-hmm. guess who's on page. Th- <laughs> these aren't even numbered. They're not numbered. Page 50. Doc Halligan is right there. Oh, big no. Old, big old picture of you with a very ugly... Who's the dog she's with? I'm looking mm-hmm. for this. Icky? Is it Icky? Oh, Boxer. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, look at I, the picture. Um, I was a judge on the uh, ugliest dog contest for a couple of years in Sonoma, and I think he won. I think and, I think um, he did. I think that was 2009 yeah. he won. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, uh, wow. credit to you hey. there, Doc Halligan. Right there. So if you have an ugly dog you want to be listening today, there's uh, there's obviously going to be more ugly dog contests. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, animal hoardings become a huge problem. And in Indianapolis, they got somebody that had 375 rabbits in their house. Oh. I know what one guinea pig smells like. When my kids had <laughs> guinea pigs, oh, they were awful. If you didn't change their cage like every other day, it was a horrific smell. Well, multiply that by rabbits. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Anyway, I'm going to give you all the details, uh, gory details, coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, that's all on the way right here. Let's uh, hit the phones. one 405 8405 That's toll free to Doc Halligan, dog trainer Alan Cable, uh, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. Where are these birds I'm hearing in the background? Yeah, I hear birds, too. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. I have Doc Halligan in, filling in for Dr. Debbie today. What's going on? Well, I'm calling about my grandson, cat. <laughs> 
my daughter's cat, um, Bosco, and he is a three-year-old um, Devon Rex, which are very petite cats, as she probably knows. She's got two of these breeds of cats, and uh, her one cat, BG, is perfectly normal, you know, six pounds, healthy. Poor Bosco is uh, three, and he is 24 pounds and gaining. They've, wow. uh, he throws wow. up, you know, six to seven times a day. Um, they've had him in, tested for everything imaginable. The only thing they could come up with was... Uh, th- uh, very thick uh, stomach lining, intestinal lining, and a very enlarged fatty heart. And I was just wondering if, you know, it could be something else. I've heard that pancreatitis can be very insidious in a cat. And she's very frustrated. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, Hi Debbie. I'm Doc Halligan. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, the Devon Rexes are uh, little pixie kitties that are normally slender. But you will have certain cats. They they aren't related, BG and Bosco, correct? Uh, they or actually are, are from the same father. They're from the same father, mm-hmm. the same litter. Okay. Dev, you have to be careful because Devon Rexes are predisposed to heart disease or cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. That's in their genes. So we definitely, uh, you know, him... Bosco being 24 pounds is considered morbidly obese uh-huh. once they get that big. And he sounds to me like he may have a bit of an eating disorder, which actually is not uncommon in cats. Um, and it kind of can be a form of OCD because if you think about cats' natures, in the wild, you know, they spend a lot of time sleeping. And then what would motivate them to want to wanna go hunt? Hungry. (laughs) Hungry. Okay, so then they get hungry and they go and they have to exert a lot of effort to catch a mouse or, you know, whatever. And so we've domesticated them, and the problem is that they don't have to put any effort into getting the food bowl. And most owners usually leave the food out. And so then it creates a real problem for these cats, and some of them will develop eating disorders. And they just, they eat when they're not hungry, and and they're eating because their environment's not enriched a lot um, of and times. And let me add this, um, I'm sorry for mm-hmm. interrupting you. No, it's okay, um, My ahead. daughter is a very strict vegetarian herself, very into nutrition, and mm-hmm. um, her cats, you know, obviously are not vegetarian, but right. she, um, they get the best of everything, and they get fed at a, you know, a certain regimen, it's not like food just sitting out. Okay, She's okay. you know done a lot of research on it, so it's not like you know. And, okay. and the one cat you know is normal, and the other one's not. Right. So and the other one's obese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, not like the food is sitting out. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, if if um, if if he happened to be on a desert island and had no access to food but just water, do you think he'd lose weight? We really don't know. I mean, uh, this, this veterinarian is just baffled because as much vomiting as he's doing, he's mm-hmm. gaining weight. Mm-hmm. With but every visit. he's eating, though. He's still eating. He's eating. Um, yeah, and yeah. vomiting, eating, vomiting, yeah. And he's actually well, in vomiting order to... so badly that the, the other day mm-hmm. um, he passed out. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, you know, we get, this isn't the first case I've had like this. I've been practicing 23 years. Wow. And, tw- you know, Debbie, 10, 10 years ago, we never saw this kind of thing. But it's just since they've really, I think, um, made the, the, the cat food so palatable. 
it's so tasty that we've seen a lot more problems like this. But the fact is, if you aren't taking calories in, you will lose weight. It would be physiologically impossible to stay fat. Um, so, the, the, you know, it, it's really a mathematical thing. The amount of energy that you burn... Right. That right mm-hmm. it has to be greater than what you're taking in to get weight loss. Once a cat is obese like that, it takes very little energy stores to maintain that, and so it can be very dangerous because you have to really get that caloric intake down. But you've got to increase their metabolic rate by exercise, um, stimulating them mentally, and things like that. So for the weight loss. Because he is so obese, it will take probably one or two years to get him down to a target weight. You have to do it really slowly because cats can develop what's called fatty liver syndrome. Uh And they can die from that. A fat cat, if they stop eating, they take that fat stores, put it in their liver, and then they end up dying from liver failure. And it has nothing to do with why they stopped eating in the first place. So he is a critical cat for weight loss. And you're looking at like a couple of years to get that down safely. Now, for the vomiting, the easiest way to diagnose why a cat's vomiting like that is to do a biopsy with an endoscope of the stomach and the small intestine and the large intestine. Believe it or not, food allergy or food intolerance is more common in cats than it is in dogs. Okay. You need to get an absolute 100% diagnosis for the vomiting. And that would be, like I said, you have to do, you got to biopsy that tissue. Once you get your results, whether it be, you know, eosinophilic, um, gastroenteritis, I mean, there's all kinds of things. And you're working with a, you need to work with a board certified internist. They would be the ones that would do the scoping and then they work with your general practitioner and they help you put the cat on specific treatment to stop the vomiting. And it may be that because he's vomiting so much, he's, you know, eating and then vomiting, he's having anxiety over that as well. But Mm -hmm. cats are interesting. They're very complex. Yes. Just like women. (laughs) What? Hey. Just like like babes. Just like babes. (laughs) Judy, do you think women are more complicated than men? Not at all. Oh my gosh, men men are so, oh you guys are so silly, men are so easy, give me a break, what don't you understand about men, what don't you, what don't you get? You guys need to come with a manual. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's Less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files. And if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com. 
backup.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV. I have a friend that I've been helping. Yes. She's got the little yippy dog. And, I, you know, she's mad at me now because she's like, I've been a dog, bad dog owner. I've done everything you told me not to do. The dog was sleeping with me, and now she wakes up in the middle of the night. She pees all over the place. She marks the couch. She mar- what do I do? You know. And I'm like, you know what, Lisa, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my time. You know, you're not going to do what's necessary. You're not going to act how it's necessary because you don't have any kids and this is your baby. And you know what? If you're going to treat a dog like a baby, then you're going to have whole bunches of problems because dogs are not babies. And you're being very selfish because you're not giving the dog what the dog needs. You want the dog to give you what you need. You want the dog to fill the hole, the baby. I don't have a baby hole. Well, you know, you get what you get. So now she's not talking to me anymore. She's mad at me now. Uh, winning friends and influencing others all over the country. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, who are we going to? We're going to Rick. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? What's going on in your world? What kind of pet problems and dog problems do you have? Um, I have a six-year-old boxer. Uh, I'll try to make a long story short. This started about a year ago. Uh, we have four other dogs. Um, she helped raise, uh, it's a pit and American Bulldog mix. They were best friends. Um, played together, everything together. Just out of the blue, like a light switch went off in my boxer's head. She starts attacking this pit every time she sees it. Who, which, which dog is she attacking? One of the ones in your house or one of the ones outside your house? One of the ones in the house, the one that she helped raise actually from a puppy. And how old is the dog she attacks right now? How old is this dog? Uh, roughly a year and a half. Are all these dogs fixed? No, uh-uh. Okay. Well, you got you got a major problem right there. That's a major problem right there. Are they are none of them fixed, or a couple of them fixed? What's tell me? No, n- none of them are. Well, that's that's a major problem, my friend. And you're going to have a whole bunch of problems because you've got four dogs. The dog that's being attacked is just now becoming an adult. And uh, when dogs become adults. They, their personalities change. They try to assert themselves. What the boxer's doing, because you're not in charge, is telling this dog, I'm in charge. I'm your boss. I'm the leader of this pack. And pretty much being aggressive to let him know that that's the case. That's his place in this pack order. It gets worse when you don't fix dogs because they've got all those hormones flowing through them. And you're setting up a recipe for disaster because you tell me you have four dogs. Now, I'll tell you this. is very important for you to understand this. When you have more than one or two dogs, you have to be an extremely capable and you have to be an extremely powerful leader. 
Because if you're not, those dogs can become very dangerous to you and your family once aggression rears its head. There's no stopping it. It gets worse and worse to the point where, you know, you think, oh, this dog loves me. No, it doesn't work like that. Once a dog snaps over into the aggressive frame of mind, they're insane. They fight to the death. They don't even know it's you they're biting. They get lunatic. You can't stop yeah. it unless you know what to do. So the first thing you need to do, if you really care about these dogs and you're going to be responsible, is they need to all be fixed. They need to all be fixed, buddy. The second thing, this boxer rides with me in my truck now because I, you know, I don't want to, don't want them fighting. Okay, Um, wait. I just want, I just want to ask you a question. Are you, are you listening to me? Because you can, I, I don't need to know that your boxer's riding in your truck or he goes to parties with you. I understand what's going on. I need you to, I need you to understand what's going on. Okay, yeah. I mean, I understand. I need to do that. But the second part of the the problem was, she'll. When I have her out, she will let people pet her, love on her, and I can just tell from looking at her from the back when she's getting ready to snap. Somebody be petting on her, she'll be loving on them, and just all of a sudden bite. It's not all of a sudden. And let me ask you, now, let me, see, this is what you need to understand. When you see that she's getting ready to go off, what do you do? What do you do in that? Um, in that? At that time, that's when I pull, I grab her and pull her back. You grab her and pull her back. Okay. So you allow her to approach people, and then as soon as she starts to get aggressive, you notice she's getting aggressive, you pull her back. Yeah, I, that's when I take control of her. And what do you feel inside while this is going on? Uh, me, myself, I don't want her to do it. I'm, but, I but how do you wanted f- her to be a nice dog. I know, I know you don't want her to do it, but how do you feel? How do you feel? Well, I, I don't. I don't like the idea of having to pull her back i mean it it makes me feel bad that i have to do that okay so you feel bad do you also feel nervous and anxious no uh, no i have full control of my dog at all times you think you do but if you have full control of your dog at all times your dog wouldn't be aggressive again she needs to be fixed but still and all if you have control of your dog like you think you do she would never get aggressive around other people okay so you really Uh, don't have control how do I fix okay. that? I know I have to get her fixed. Other than that, how do I fix that? All right. The first thing you need to do, you get her fixed. The second thing you need to do is take control of everything, every aspect of her life. In other words, she doesn't approach people without permission. She, You walk her every day, 20, 30 minutes on a leash at your side. You walk her. When you feed her, you hold the food in front of her for a good minute on the clock. You just stare ahead. No talking to her. Put the food down. Make her wait a minute before she's allowed to eat it. You take control of her toys. You get in your truck first. You exit your truck first. You enter your house first. You exit your house first. Pretty much everything that she does is because you're allowing her to do it. And when do you allow her to do it? When she's totally calm. So my dog, I've got a 125-pound dog. He is extremely powerful. Uh, he would run all over me if I would let him. So everything he does and everything I allow him to do, he has to be in a totally calm state of mind as long as it takes for him to do it. So his most excited time is when I'm going to walk him. You know, I play with him, and I have the kids play with him, and uh, he sees that leash, and he knows I'm going for a walk. He loses his mind. Uh, in my mind, he loses his mind. In your mind, he'd be like, wow, he doesn't look excited at all. So what do I do? I stand there with the leash and say nothing, sometimes for a good two minutes on the clock, until he lays down and is motionless. Then I tell him, good boy, and I motion for him to sit. 
I put the leash on him, gets a little bit juiced, a little bit more energy coming out of him, and I just stand there. I don't move. I wait for him to calm down again, totally calm, and then I say, good boy, heal, and then we take our walk. Everything is a process towards calm, submissive, relaxed behavior. Everything. Everything. Okay. I'll I'll definitely start doing that because, uh, well, like you said, I feel like I have control over her, but like you said, with the food, things like that, I don't. Um, I've never done that, and so I will start doing that and see if I can make some changes in her here. Be in charge of the space, buddy. If the doorbell rings, you walk over to the door, not her. She stays where she's supposed to be. And then, you know, learn to give a correction so that when you see her go into that state of mind, she's about to go into that aggressive state of mind, you can refocus her mind with a quick, sharp correction. And and it lets her know, no, no, this behavior is not appropriate. I'm not going to put up with that. You're not going to be aggressive with people. Okay. Yeah, because it seems like the worst punishment I can basically do when she is like that, um, we'll walk back to my truck. When we get in the truck, I make her go lay down and don't talk to her, don't anything. And that seems to have taught her, you know, a little bit better than, than, you know, any harsh words or anything I could say to her. You know, I know they don't understand a lot of words. Words Um, mean nothing, buddy. You made a very good statement when you said, I can notice right before she goes off. So let's say, I don't know what kind of a, 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 a leash and a collar you've got on her, but get her a choker or a pinch collar, put it on her. And start doing experiments with people. You tell people where it's at. You know, I, I want you to, you know, I'm gonna let my dog come up to you. Another thing to understand is how the person is petting the dog. Teach people how to pet your dog. Don't let anybody around your dog who's excited. Don't let anybody around your dog who goes, hey buddy, what are you doing? You're such a good dog. Don't let people around your dog like that. They have to be calm and relaxed when they pet your dog, or they'll get your dog cranked up, juiced, uh, energized, anxious, all that. As soon as you see your dog move to the state of mind where she's gonna to get aggressive you glue the leash to your chest you put both your hands against your chest you hold the leash like you're a tree you turn the opposite direction and run 90 miles an hour in the opposite direction it's not going to hurt her but that's what we call a major correction she will get a major correction it will refocus her mind don't you don't pull there's got to be slack in the leash you turn the opposite direction and just start moving very quickly so that she gets a jolt yeah well i use a pinch collar with her the majority of the time um, and I use one of the, the flex, you know, leashes, the retractable leashes. But I no, retract, take, retractable yeah. leash. Get, get rid of the retractable leash. It's got to okay. be. Did you understand everything I just said about the correction? Yeah. Do you can you see it in your mind? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a pinch collar. I noticed that I can just take and pop that leash. Just one little jolt, she'll change direction. That is a correction, my man. Now that is exactly what I'm talking about. And you said it. She'll change direction. Her mind will gain refocus. It'll it'll take her mind off what she was doing and put it somewhere else. And that's what you want to do whenever you see aggression starting to happen. Give her that flick of the leash, refocus her, and over time she's going to understand I can't act like that. Okay, thank you very much for your help. I'll, I will put all this into play starting today. You know, can I tell you what? You're a really smart guy. I mean, you get it. Hey, thanks for your call, Rick. I appreciate it. And be sure to check out Alan Cable's new pop CD, Words Have No Meaning. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. They now offer a new size of their raw and frozen dinners for you to check out because once your dog tries this, you'll be going for the regular size. Check out StellaandChewies.com and go to your store and ask them for the new intro pack to try out on your pup. Have a good day. Next. 
Hi there. Uh, two hot dogs, please. Oh, honey, this has been the perfect getaway, and I can't believe how much money we saved with Hotels.com. No, shh. If people find out, we've got extra money. Oh, to... sweetie, relax. There you go. How much? For you, $37. Whoa! Plus, it's extra. What is it, no, wrapped no. in gold? Yeah. The Hotels.com 4th of July sale, now through July 4th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 30%. Hotels.com, finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. It's time to buckle in for Sears July 4th Appliance Event. Keep your hands and feet inside the ride, because you're going to want them for these scream-worthy offers, like 10 to 30% off appliances. Plus, hold on to your hats, because you'll also get supervised savings like 50% off a Kenmore Elite Front Load Laundry Pair, just $699.99 each. This is one July 4th ride that's sure to be... Amazing! This is Sears. Exclusive supplies. See store for details. Offer valid 628-377. Gas dryer price higher. Optional pedestal sold separately. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A cat belonging to a member of the UK Parliament's been accused of being a foreign spy after suddenly reappearing following a two-year absence. According to the Daily Telegraph, Treasury Chancellor George Osborne said that Freya's return was a happy surprise for his family, but some of his fellow conservatives, eh, they're a little suspicious about it. The cat's reportedly been spotted in secure areas of the Foreign Office and even allegedly tried to get into the Treasury. One source told the Telegraph that they think the Chinese may have gotten to Freya. Nah, I don't think so, because if the Chinese had gotten to Freya, she'd be an egg roll somewhere. <laughs> Noting that the feline can get anywhere, and somebody could find out half the government's secrets if they could manage to bug her. A Doberman Pinscher, also in a little escape artist. He was owned by a family in Clinton Township, Michigan, and he's back home after disappearing to Florida for a week. The dog's name is Gigi. It went missing on May 30th, but it was turned into the Flagler County, Florida Humane Society a week later. Peggy Leeson said the trip south is very much in her pet's nature. She's just goofy like that. She loves people, and the more people in the room that she's... She's just got to go around and greet everybody. It's not clear how Gigi made it nearly 1,100 miles away, but an implanted microchip was able to link her to the Leeson family. A 200-pound pink statue of a bulldog is missing. The sculpture was one of six that were placed on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood, California, for the city's gay pride celebration. 
Now authorities are trying to locate the stolen work of art that was created by this Belgian artist, William Sweetlove. The L.A. Times reports that the artist has even offered to give a smaller sculpture of a frog worth $1,600 to anybody that can lead authorities to the stolen pink bulldog. You know, I had a similar situation. I had a cow, seriously, a life-size cow that I put in my front yard that had yellow polka dots. And my neighbor said it was an eyesore and they wanted it removed immediately. And I, I refused to do it. I said, this is my front yard and I want my, my uh, cow here. Well, you know how well I get along with my neighbors anyway because of my dog. So I was determined to leave it there. Well, one night when I was sound asleep, that cow disappeared and we have no idea where it went. But it cost a lot of money, too. That cow was 500 bucks. I was very upset. Okay, so you finally found love, the two-legged kind, and now you want to blend your family of four-leggers. How do you do it? Well, a blogger, Nick Barnett, of Four Legs Good, has this advice. He says, take it slow. Give the new pets and the old pets some time to adjust to the new setup. Be aware of the importance of smells. You don't think about this, but your new pet and your old pet need to get used to each other's scent. And you can help this along through using the same brush on them or otherwise bring the pet's smell into play before a physical introduction. I'm sure you can think of other ideas, but uh, it's like anything. You just kind of have to go slow. You can do it. You can blend those families. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
It's Animal Radio, toll free at one 405 Reach out to Doc Halligan in for Doc De- Dr. Debbie today, as well as dog trainer Alan Cable, uh, Joey Volani, dog father extraordinaire, and of course, animal communicator Joy Turner. All here. We're uh, looking through the picture of the world's ugliest dogs now. Interesting little book here. And I got to tell you, there's some dogs that are so cute, they're ugly. (laughs) They're (laughs) They're adorable. They really are uh, adorable. And of course, on page 50. I I don't know what to say. It's it's Doc Halligan is on page 50. What a surprise. God. uh, One of the ugliest dogs is what they're saying. One of the ugliest dogs. She's uh she's smiling right next to the ugliest the dog, Peter Bear. Yes, I think his name was Paps. Paps. Yes, 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 yes. That was it. And he was a shelter dog, and uh, we voted him as the winner because you know it was always Chinese crested every year that won. Right. Yes. And it was kind of cool because he was just a shelter dog. And Did he, he get out of the shelter at least? I, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, probably. He has this big yeah, he overbite where his mm-hmm. bottom teeth just. Come up to his face. He looks. He's cute. Mm-hmm. You two look cute together. I'm going to hold this up to the microphone Aww. so our listeners can yeah. see that. And I think he got to do the Today Show too. Yeah. I'm going to have copies of this book to give away in just a second. We have the uh, author Vicky De Armin on uh, the phone with us. Hi, Vicky. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm here. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people that said, you're going to put together the world's ugliest dog book. That's just (laughs) not right. Right. You know, I think that's uh, one of the perceptions for anybody maybe who hasn't been to the contest. But as, you know, Karen knows and I know, it's really about people who are madly in love with their dogs and uh, really good sorts who have adopted oftentimes rescue or shelter dogs and given them a good home. And a lot of those dogs, of course, make it to the finals because they have many odd attributes. And um, so we're, it's a fun thing to honor them that way. But uh, you definitely have to have a sense of humor. You know, I do a little thing in the start of the book, the question of ugly. And we all know there's no such thing as an ugly dog. Yeah, what, what makes an ugly dog? <laughs> right. I mean, it's, um, you know, you can find certain breeds that sort of uh, line up behind ugly a little bit more than others. Uh, pugs, for instance, as Karen said, uh, Chinese crested, um, you know, Sharpays often are in there. We've had some Chihuahuas, uh, and, you know, there's a few Terriers, and and this year we have a Poodle. <laughs> so um, it's their um, excess skin often. It's the way their um, teeth um, hang out. Over and or, or actually, they may have very few teeth. Sure. It might be their protruding tongue. It might be their funny ears. Um, you know, a lot of it is uh, sort of the initial reaction when you see the dog. Does it make you almost laugh out loud? Um, you know, <laughs> well, that's what people when they see me they do that. That's uh, <laughs> well, you would not qualify. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> you know, as soon as you mentioned contests, people do you know things to to help them win to have the advantage. What do people do to these dogs to help them win? They really, um, you know, I think that was a little bit of our concern in the beginning is that, you know, we don't want anybody to um, give us a unhealthy dog or to do anything to the animal. So we're looking for, you know, naturally ugly dogs. We're looking for healthy, naturally ugly dogs. So I think the thing they do most is put them in little outfits. Uh, You know, perhaps they're wearing a cape. Perhaps they're wearing, you know, as Mugly from the U.K. last year was wearing, I think, the... Um, uh, a flag and, and some uh, rhinestone, you know, gadgetry around the ears. And, you know, that kind of was um, very compelling for the crowd and for the judges. Uh-huh. Do you find that these animals are, are animals that would normally not be adopted, or are they animals that are so special they probably would be adopted? 
Well, it's a good question because I think, you know, walking into the shelter, it's, um, you know, whatever pulls at your heartstrings. And I think many of these pull at people's heartstrings, these dogs uh, pull at people's heartstrings in a very strong way because, um, you know, we love the underdog. We love the dog. You know, we love to help the the animal that probably isn't going to get help. So I'm not really sure if they wouldn't get adopted uh, otherwise, but, um, you know, there's plenty of dogs that are sitting in shelters and uh, a part of rescue operations that, you know, are waiting to be adopted that just don't look like your classic dog. So uh, the basic message is it's not how the animal looks, right? So so um, I think that's really more the answer is that, you know, any, any dog can be adopted, and these are more likely to be just because, you're right, they're a little special, they're a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So what does winning world's ugliest dog mean? Do they go on, do they have a movie career, do they get their pictures taken, do they have, you know? You know? Uh, many do. It is... Um, uh, you know, we give them a, a trophy. Many times that trophy is like 10 times as tall as the dog, of course. <laughs> and we give them about $1,500 from the fair. Oh. It's small pittance compared to uh-huh. the leap into fame. So certainly they're going to be a hero in their hometown. They do hit the uh, Weekend Today show. And uh, and many hit the talk, the talk show circuits. The dog goes around with the owner and so on. And it kind of depends on the owner. We have had owners who are shy and who don't really want that media circuit. So they just go back to their hometown and, you know, the dog is recognized walking down the street and they might, uh, you know, lead a parade or something like that, but they're not doing the national media circuit. But we do have one dog, for instance, Rascal, whose owner, Dane Andrew, you know, the dog has um, appeared in a num- uh, numerous horror films and wow. is an actor of sorts and, uh, you know, has, has a whole Hollywood career. So I think the spectrum has been spanned with all of our dogs. Mm, okay. Awesome. Listeners that have uh, ugly dogs and you, you want to be in the contest next year. I believe it's in Petaluma is where you have the fair there. Yes. Uh, the it's L.A. Petaluma, area. California. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see pictures. If you think you have an ugly dog, send them to us at your voice at animalradio.com and uh, we'll pass them on to Vicky after we've had a little laugh. Uh, <laughs> again, well, in, in a good way. In I mean that in a good way. way. We want to, we want to see your ugly dogs and your cute well, dogs too. That's the whole point of the book, and that's the whole point of the contest. You know, the contest for everybody who's there, we all get a big chuckle, and it's a big party. It's a dog party. The book, World's Ugliest Dogs, allows everybody to have that chuckle, and it can last year round. So, what we like to preserve the book is just packed with pictures. It's great. It's a great you book. Know, so you can enjoy that uh, the contest even if you're not there. Let's uh, go ahead and give 10 copies out right now, 1-866-405-8405. If you're not lucky enough to get through, check it out. You can probably get it from Amazon, your bookstore. Ask for World's Ugliest Dogs. Vicki DeArmond is our guest, joining us and author of the book. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Okay, and I just want to say that the book and the contest are canine proof that ugly is the new beautiful. It is. It really uh-huh. is. Yes, <laughs> Joey. It's great you. that um, in ugly dogs, ugly dogs, I mean, everyone loves an ugly dog for some reason, but... You know what? If it was ugly people, I know. I know you say, "Ooh, she's ugly." I can't wait to take her home. I mean, it's never. It's never like that when it comes to people. But with dogs, I mean, the, the, your dog could be real ugly, and everyone wants the dog. Yeah, can you imagine a book on world's ugliest people, and you find your photo in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by The Herbs with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing, healing. Go to dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. 
please stay and neuter your pet. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. Pet grooming can be really easy and pain-free, I discovered, with Wall's extensive line of grooming products, which include everything from clippers to brushes to shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals, just like Joey Volani, agree. Wall is the answer. Visit them at wallpet.com. That's W-A-H-L. That's all bow, ladies and gentlemen. For the dog father, Joey Volani. So. Can I kiss your ring? I- yeah, but no, that's why I got my hand out. What do you, what do you think? Either that or put money in it, one or the other. I'll, I'll take both. I'd rather have the money. It's out. so shiny. Do you like that, right? I do like that. Okay. Anyway, so I have here the five top things outside of brushing by not brushing and combing that will, that are going to tangle your dog's coat. So what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to write down your answers first because okay. then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you what you guys thought, okay? Okay. So anyway, tell me one. Give me, give me, give me um, five, four, three, two, one. So I don't have a lot of time, so we had to rush, rush that. Okay. <laughs> Number one. He's a busy guy, five, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm never going to hear the end of this because I because I n- didn't call her back. Um, you know, I'm sorry. That's I'm right. sorry. You know, I'll bow. <laughs> so, uh, number one, or I should say, let's start at number five. The five top things that not your dog's coat, it not counting brushing and not brushing and combing. Okay. Number one is water. Okay. When your dog gets wet and it dries, what happens is the hair will bind to itself. So when the dog moves, it binds, it binds, it binds. And then when it dries, you get a nice big knot. So if you don't brush and comb it, after your pet comes in when it's wet, you could have a dog that's going to have a lot of knots and tangles. The other thing is pretty common, dirt and oil, okay? The dirtier and greasier your dog, the more it's going to knot up. Now, brushing and combing works good, but also powdering your dog. If your dog is in between groomings, a little cornstarch, a little um, baking soda, sprinkle it on the coat. We'll absorb the dirt and oil. You brush it away. It'll keep your dog not entangle-free. The other thing is a static. Now, the people who live mainly in the southwest, even here in, in um, California, you deal with a lot of static because of the low humidity. And what happens is it's the same thing that happens to our hair. You brush it, and when you brush it when it's static, now the difference is with static is the hair doesn't knot and, and bind downward. It sticks outward, so it, it, it almost fans out from the static electricity and wraps itself around each other. So a good thing with that, and it's real easy, is um, get yourself, um, which everyone probably has them, those dryer sheets that For you sure. have in like the house. Like belts. Exactly. And just wipe your pet down with it. It's not going to hurt them at all. Just wipe it down. And what that will do is that will keep the static electricity down. If you do that once a day, it's, um, it works really good. The number two biggest thing is chemical buildup. Mm. Chemical buildup is by using a lot of product. If you use a lot of coat sprays, if you use a lot of, of um, cologne, some um, conditioning sprays. And number one, believe it or not, is your pet's diet. Mm. If your dog or even cat is not eating a healthy diet, you could tell that right away. It's not going to be shiny. It might have a 
a fishy type smell. It may even feel greasy, and that's it. So, so how? Let me see. I want to see your paper here. Come on, give it to me. Give it to me. Nothing on there, like gum. Well, no, wait gum a was one of the yeah, things. Like, this is this is our lunch menu here. <laughs> I mean, our, our, our lunch order: General Tussle chicken. Um, um, you didn't even you didn't even do it. I'm sorry. Vinny Penn coming at you once again, your party animal on Animal Radio. I wanted to read you this email that I brought in. It's, it's actually just from a friend I haven't talked to in a long time. It has nothing to do with uh, my segment here on Animal Radio, although you can certainly feel free to email me at uh, in care of Animal Radio. But uh, it's a girlfriend of mine I haven't talked to in a while. I actually worked with her uh, many years back, and she's telling me how she recently broke up with a boyfriend of hers. They've been together a long time. And at one point, this the most ridiculous word pops up. And for all of you dog owners out there who got a dog together, with your as as a sign of commitment in some dating relationship this word comes up and it's the stupidest word known to dog owners visitation yes they've broken up and now they're trying to determine what the visitation rights will be so they can both spend time with their dog sarah sarah of course is short for serendipity because that's the first movie they went to see together uh, a John Cusack movie with Kate Beckinsale. That's trouble right there. But, but I, I digress. Uh, so now they're discussing visitation rights. He's keeping the dog since it, it was technically his dog to be. He had just gotten it when they first started dating it. But uh, there was an adoption process. I would imagine at some point these freaky people who do the visitation thing. I, I would imagine there was adoption papers, a little ceremony, a doggy treat with a, a ribbon around it. I don't know. Whatever. At this point, though. She wants to know when she can see the dog. How often could the dog stay with me every other weekend? And there's a lot of crying and this. Uh, if you ask me, this is just a, another way to stay in the. You shouldn't need visitation rights for the dog. Much as the dog may love the two of you, I mean, there's there, there's really no debating this as far as I'm concerned. She got the CDs. He got the dog. End of story. To come around, especially for a girl. I don't want to give my my girlfriend a hard time here, but she was the she the your standard cut the cord woman. Oh, him and his mother. He's got to cut the cord. He got to cut the cord. Well, then, my friend, you must cut the cord with Sarah and uh, just move on. <laughs> Visitation rights for a dog. I don't know that 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 strikes me as. I mean, what if you bought an appliance together? I want to come over. I, I need to see the refrigerator. It's stainless steel. I remember the day we moved it in. It was a wonderful day. We ate Chinese food on the floor. It was the first thing we bought. Uh, I'm coming over next Thursday. Don't be there. Leave the key under the mat. I want to spend time with stainless steel. Uh, I want to spend time with Dippity, the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm Vinny Penn, party animal, animal radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Let's see, we have a call for Joey Volani. We have Melissa on the line. Hi, Melissa, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, where are you calling from today? I'm in Virginia. Virginia, I love Virginia. It's for lovers, did you know that? I heard. <laughs> so I got Joey here. Uh, how can he help you? Um, I've been seeing, I see it a lot on TV, and, and I see a lot of dogs that are uh, dyed different colors. And I just wondered if I could do that to my dogs. My groomer doesn't do it, and I wonder if there's something I could do at home and if it's safe for the dogs. I mean, I don't know if it's good for them, bad for them. 
You, you know, it's, it, it's funny because they, they showed it a couple of weeks ago on Dogs 101 on one of the episodes I wasn't on yet. But um, since since then, I've been getting a lot of calls, and it's it's real easy to do. What kind of dog do you have? Well, I actually have two. I've got a Chihuahua, and I have um, a Maltese. Perfect, perfect. The, the Maltese is perfect because that's like a white canvas, so you can do anything. Um, there's two ways you can do it. You can you can go an easy route, which is with blow pens, and blow pens you can get in, in any type of craft store. Um, and um, it's you'll find it in, in, in the children's section, and um, they're non-toxic. They um, come out real easy. You can use stencils, and um, it's you know it's it's a um, it's an air gun with, with, with your mouth, and that's basically what you do, and, and you can mix and match your colors. It comes out really good. Or you can do something that's a little bit more permanent, but it's a little bit more time-consuming, where you can go and get um, hair color. And the best hair color that I find to use is the stuff that um, that um, kids would use in their hair, like Manic Panic or something like that, because that's also non-toxic. It's vegetable-based. It um, It's... But the, you know what they say, semi-permanent. But I'll be honest with you, it's it's gonna it's gonna stay there for a little while, especially if you use it on a, on a light-colored dog. But you put that in, um, and um, make sure you use gloves, and you're gonna basically almost like shampoo it in. And if you want vibrant color, you put it in, dry it in the coat with a hair dryer, and then go back and, and rinse it out. I, I found that that even works a little bit better, and you got some real vibrant colors. But it's um. It's a lot of fun, and it comes out real good if you if you um take your time. Okay, thank you so much. Send us send us pictures. Please send, send us, us pictures. pictures. What about Kool Aid? Can't you use stuff like that to color your dog? You absolutely can. Kool Aid Kool Aid works. It's not. You know what? Any any type of drink mix that that has um food coloring in, you can even use food coloring. Um, the reason why I didn't say them, they don't come out as vibrant as the, um, as the Manic Panic does. Um, oh, it, it, it'll uh-huh. come out more vibrant, but it's, but it's probably easier on you. It'll come off if you get it on your clothes or your hands, it'll come off a lot easier. But no, Judy, that, um, that works wonderful, actually. Can you do that for cats, too? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, at, at a show that we just, um, well, I shouldn't say we just did it, but in April we have a, um, a, a big, competition at, at a show called Intergroom and they um, did a cat competition with colors and um, wow. it was it was probably the first of its kind and it went over real well. The cats, actually the cats that were in the ring, most of them liked it. A lot of them didn't but um, for the most part, most of them liked it. One slick kitty. <laughs> you know, you, you know almost too much. He does. Has anyone ever told you that? Well, I was nine years old when I got involved in this crazy industry that I couldn't escape. You know, I tried to escape it a few times. It just always it always pulled me right back in. Yeah. Every time I tried to get out, it pulled me back in, Al. You know, with the with the dryer sheet things, I don't have to rub it on Ladybug. All I go do is lay one on the floor, and she loves the smell of it. And she, and then ro- she rolls, rolls in it. it. She yeah. loves, loves dryer sheets. Weird dog. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Doc Halligan filling in for uh, Dr. Debbie. And uh, you did a great job today. I, oh, thank you so thank much. You. I love the show. Well, a huge supporter of you guys. So keep up the good work. And where are we going to catch you on TV next? What's up next? Um, Monday morning, I'm on the Home and Family Show on Hallmark. From uh, It airs 7 to 9. And I have a piece uh, where we took uh, audience questions and just educating people on pets. We'll check it out. We'll put all that information over at the website. Doc Halligan, filling in for Dr. Debbie on Animal Radio. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. I love you guys. Love Love you, you, man.
This is Animal Radio Network. Network.